Tournament Poker Edge Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tournament Poker Edge Live. Brought to you by TurnandPokerEdge.com. Check us out if you haven't already done so. Why am I saying that? <laughs> Everybody who listens to this probably has checked us out. Anyway, I'm Killing Bird. I'm here with my friend Mark Eliotto and homeless poker player, homeless poker player himself, Carlos Welch. Uh, we apologize that it's been a while since the last episode, but frankly, it's hard to make podcast episodes when you're bagging trips every day. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> right. No, just kidding. Uh, we've been it's been a it's been challenging because we're running the booth every day when we're not playing, and it just makes things a little a little difficult to get these podcasts in. But we're here, ready to catch up on what's been happening at the World Series of Poker, and we'll be doing more episodes in the very near future. So, Mark Carlos, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. good. Pretty good. So let's uh let's go let's go back a little bit because it's. As I mentioned, it's been a little while since the last episode. Let's catch up on how the summer's been going so far. Let's start with you, Carlos. What have you been up to since you've been in Vegas? Like I said, running the booth. Um, I played a couple of live events, not many. Um, I was just counting them in my head just now. Two at the Wynn, two at Aria, and one at Binion's. And so, basically, bubble all of them, except for the Binion's one. And that one, I bubbled the final table. So I took 11th and it was like a 190 buy-in and so I took 11th at Binion's for like 650 I believe but other than that just air balls. Yeah. But it seems like you're building chips and everything which is kind of usually like a foreshadow to actually making a nice deep run. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully uh, that's coming in the near future. Yeah. Um, I, I got a couple of other events I'll play next week. So hopefully one of those will be the one. Cool. And what I one thing I wanted to bring up because I brought it up last time, what Carlos does when he's out here, which I think is really smart. He doesn't glory chase. Uh, he goes for the value. He wants to go where there's six eighty-five year olds uh, that yeah. don't know how to play no limit hold'em. So he goes to all these casinos where his ROI is probably like shit. It could be like three hundred percent or something like. Uh, which I think is really smart. And I mentioned it last time on the podcast. I was like, listen, if you come out here, don't don't get in this mindset where you have to go play the World Series of Poker. Like, there's plenty of other great tournaments. Like, the Binion you played the other day was a 200 buy-in with 7K up top. Yep. And I'm sure it was, like, uh, equivalent to, like, a 10-cent rebuy on Bavada. <laughs> yeah, and only, like, 200 people in the field versus, like, 20,000 for the Colossus. (laughs) Yeah, which we talk about, too, is that we prefer smaller fields, lower variants. Um, But, yeah, I think that's, like, I think that's awesome. I think that's the way to do it out here. Like, sure, if you want to play a dub sob event, go ahead, fire one. But uh, you're much better off taking that 1,500 and playing seven Binions and Golden Nuggets and wins uh, where the fields are just horrendous. Not to say that the World Series are tough fields, because for the most part, they're actually not other than, like, the 5K, 6 max stuff like that. But uh, they're just massive landmines. So if you have 1,500 to shit, like, whatever, you make 100,000 with your job, by all means, shit it. Um, but, you know, don't come out here and it's just like, oh, I have to play at the Rio. There's plenty of other great events. Um, as far as what I've been doing, 
I watched my Warriors lose the NBA championship, which was heartbreaking. Um, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, we've been playing a lot of online. Uh, you come out here, you don't see people. And, uh, you know, like, Carlos comes over and me and Derek are hanging out. It's like, fuck, like, let's fire up some online birds. Yeah. So we find ourselves out in Vegas <laughs> grinding <laughs> on fucking winning in Bavada. And, I, you know, we're all doing well. Um, had a couple good online scores. Um, but, yeah, plan on ramping up the volume uh, moving forward. Uh, Monster tomorrow. Uh, tag. There's plenty of stuff left, so I'm not too worried about it. And I don't come out here and, like, fucking... Make it a point where I have to play every day. I don't have that kind of heart. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel you. Um, one thing I, you you were mentioning about the softness of the fields at the WSOP, um, I'm definitely noticing, and I'll, I'll be interested to know if you feel this way too. That there's a general trend towards the fields not being as soft as they used to be. And it's not to say they're not still a lot of soft spots, but by the time you like whittle down the field a little bit and break a couple tables, all of a sudden. There's a lot less soft spots than there used to be. Oh, I mean, the Colossus, yeah, that was soft. Uh, yeah. But uh, the Millionaire Maker, like, I had, like, a WPT winner, like, two scoop champs, and, like, a bracelet winner on my starting table. And I was That's just, hard, like, dude. laughing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Pete, Thesaurus, Pete Morris had a, a softer table, like, but then, like, a couple hours in, like Derek just said, like, it came in with like he ended up having like three ranks directors left. I mean, yeah, I think it is getting tougher, um, and I think that's just probably a result of I don't know maybe on, like maybe I mean I feel like last year just like online poker not being as big as it was in the U.S. Like, um, but that would have happened years ago. I mean, I do feel it's been the toughest tables, but again, two events, so it's a small sample size. Yeah, yeah, we'll see going size. forward. Um, yeah, and for me, so I guess we fired the Millie Maker. That was since the well, last no, podcast. Nobody, right? wants, nobody asked what you were doing. Oh. Um, so, Carlos. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Let's get into Derek. Go ahead. Sorry. So, we fired the Millie Maker. Uh, none of us really did anything in that. And then, did we play anything else? The Solstice. Before the Solstice. Nothing else, right? Get All right, so let's talk about the Solstice. <laughs> So I was very fortunate, and Mark and Carlos are going to make fun of me for hours, I'm sure. But I was very fortunate to bag up some chips day one of the summer solstice. Um, just kind of grinded all day. Never like played any like massive pots or anything, but just bagged like a, around an average stack on day one. Um, average was healthy, really healthy. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice thing. I mean, so for people who've never played either the monster stack or the what's now called the summer solstice, last year was called the extended levels tournament. People greatly underestimate that st- the structure of those two tournaments because you have infinite time to get chips. And I see people. Pan- I talked about this before. I even played the Summer Solstice. I I was thinking back last year, and there are people who, in their mind, somehow convinced themselves they were short stacked because it was getting kind of late in the night and they didn't have a whole ton of chips. But you have so much time. You bag going to four hundred, eight hundred the next day. So like you can have like twelve k and be fine. Yeah, for what people don't know is the solstice is ninety minute levels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, compared to levels. sixty, uh, starting stack stays stays the same, but that extra thirty minutes per level is massive. And yeah, yeah I I'm with you. Like I think people probably don't get in that mindset where it's an extra thirty minutes, um, so they're playing it like it's a sixty minute level, which yeah. is a mistake. Yeah, and they just they start punting, and it's great when it happens. 
Um, I didn't catch too many of those punts, but I, did, I was around trying. What's the um, starting stack in that? 7,500. Yeah. Which is the same as everything else, but like I said, that those 30 minutes, extra 30 minutes, it's the difference between ending the night at you know, 3-6 and ending the night at 6-12 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, huge difference. Yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, was very fortunate. Went into the day too with thirty-one-five, I think, uh, right around there, which was like sixty big, uh, fifty big lines, I guess. Um, and then the next day, like I was talking about earlier, as the field wheels down, the tables get tougher. And I knew I, I looked up all the players on my day two table, and I was pretty convinced it was going to be kind of tough. Mostly because I had Mike Sowers on my left. Uh, many of you will know him as a guy who's done videos for Tournament Poker Edge, but also just like a longtime online crusher and a great poker player. And he didn't have a he didn't have a ton of chips. He had like twenty six k, but I swear to God, he opened seventeen straight pots as soon as we sat down. <laughs> and people kept trying to play pots with him, and he just kept winning. And the next thing I knew, he had like a hundred k on my left. And it and then there was the second most aggressive guy was immediately to his left, and then like two super good guys and. It, and I just was literally handcuffed. I, in fact, I think at one point I texted Mark and I'm like, I'm just handcuffed here. I can't do anything because every time I open, I get three, four, and five bet. <laughs> the, the morning of, we went outside. We were out front, actually. We never go out there. And I was like, dude, Sowers is going to fucking three bet you every hand. Like, he knows who you are. He's going to think you're tight since you're not like a quote unquote professional. Um, you're going to have to grow some balls here. And <laughs> I said, like, maybe some, like, four bets, something like that. But KB took it one up. And uh, you played an interesting pot, blind versus blind. Why don't you start out? Because uh, he was direct to your left. So folded you in the small blind. Yeah. Um, stacks you're probably not going to remember, but give us the action. Yeah, it was pretty early in the day. So I think we were still like, – he had definitely won some pots. I think he had me covered at this point. So he's probably at, like, 40K, and I still have right around where I started, like, maybe 31 or 32K. And we're at what, BB? Four eight, I think we started. Four eight, four eight. So it folds to me in the small blind, and I, I looked out at pocket threes, and I actually thought about limping with the ex- expectation that if I open, he's going to three bet me a ton, and it just like bloats the pot with a hand like threes, where I'm going to lose the pot almost every time. You could four bet pile. So I definitely thought about limping at first. Um, like forty bigs deep. Yeah, yeah, I'm about forty deep. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a lot, but, like, had you open and he three-bet, like, especially knowing in your head that he, it's probably, I mean, it's not bad to four-bet shut there. It's a lot. Yeah, I like it if we raise and he three-bets, but not if we limp and he raises. Oh, no, I wouldn't limp three-bet okay. shove. Yeah, I gotcha. think that's too much. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. But, yeah, I also wouldn't want to, f- like, I think four-bet shoving is better than flatting. Because you're literally not going to win the pot. Right. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. He's just going to destroy me. Heads up, you know, heads up in that situation. So I, I do open, and I, and I, if I recall right, I opened a little on the bigger side because, frankly, I just wanted to win the blinds. <laughs> I didn't even want to play the pot. Um, so I think I made it like, I think we were at four and I made it twenty two, like that. Um, maybe even like twenty two fifty. Yeah, I like I like bigger. I think three X would have been fine as well. Yeah. So um, he looks down and just. But, Instantly just throws the call in, and I'm like, okay, well, here we go. Yeah. Let uh, me, let's say one thing about Mike first. Uh, yes, he's done videos, but Mike's one of these guys that's been around forever. And, like, one thing I respect the most in poker is longevity. Guys that have been around since, like, pre-Black Friday. Like, I, I feel like he's been around for, like, 30 years. He's probably only 30 years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's been, like, a pretty big name at the highest stakes MPC. So this guy is, like... Like, probably one of the worst guys to draw on your left. Yeah. Um, I, just to paint the picture better um, for why you're thinking the way you are. Yeah. I mean, he's a sicko. Yeah. 
I definitely wasn't happy about it. Um, and the flop comes down like king nine something. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely king nine, like say five, mm-hmm. uh, rainbow. Um, and you know, just I, I see a king, and I'm like, well, that hits me more than it hits him, so I just decide to go ahead and see that. He instantly calls, which kind of makes, like, he didn't really even think of it long enough to think about raising or anything, so I sort of immediately took a king out of his rant, like, okay. Yeah, but he's not always going to raise a king. No, but, but, I, think, but really, I think he might at least pause for a second to decide, do I want to raise, do I want to call? Yeah, I mean, live yeah. tells exist, that's, yeah. that's true. Um, so he, yeah, he instantly calls. So now I'm thinking, you know, he could have a nine, he could have bottom pair, he could have a small pair under a nine, but he just decided... Could have some withered eight. kings, too, like... You know, king deuces, king threes, and, right, and yeah. pure floats. Yeah, and absolutely yeah, pure floats. Yeah, because I mean, he might just be thinking, oh, "I'm in position. I'm just going to take this pot away on the turn when there are checks." Right. Which, if we could bet, <laughs> I'd probably bet he has air. I mean, I guess. Yeah, especially yeah. blind versus blind. Yeah. I was. I also thought like lots of like gutters with backdoor flush draws and stuff like that. You know, like jack ten oh, yeah. hearts. Couldn't pay like him that. the full that. Yeah. And he he knows who you are. Like he knows you're not a professional. Like you play a lot, but he know. I mean, like you've dealt with them with TP. Too. Yeah. And I think he knows my reputation of being a quote unquote nit or whatever, and and that's fine. I, we, right. We Carlos, which, I talked about this earlier. We love using that reputation. Love it. Which is why this hand is. Oh, account. Go yeah. ahead. So <laughs> more amazing. Um, Turn is what I would call a brick. I think it was like a, an offsuit six or something. Um, well, the board was rainbow anyway, so I guess it's always offsuit. But anyway, essentially a brick. And I actually think about checking for a minute, and then I, it kind of goes through my head. I'm like, he's going to float me here so often on the flop, and it, exactly what he wants me to do is check the turn, and he's just going to take it away with like his gutter or like his bottom pairs or whatever. You aren't in the money yet. No. Okay. Um, you are close to the money. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, because I think we got to the money like halfway through the third level. So we're probably like an hour and a half from the money yeah, or something okay. like that at this point. So I decided to go ahead and bet again. And I, I kind of thought about going on the bigger side to try to get it over with. Um, but I actually kind of thought, well, if I'm repping some sort of value here, I should actually probably go a little bit smaller. Um, not super small, but I think I maybe bet like 3600 or something. Um, seems right. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I know it was a little on the smaller side, like maybe somewhere between third and half. Mm-hmm. Um, and he calls again quickly. I remember it was a little bit longer, but it was still. And, and this is one thing I noticed about Mike. He doesn't think very long about anything. He kind of he's not like Salaburu fast, but he he definitely moves his chips around real quick. Uh, doesn't waste a lot of time. The whole table was like that actually. Um, as we were, in fact, I remember. Which is nice. I remember joking in my head as we were approaching the bubble. I'm like, can you guys all take a little longer? Because I'm a little short over here. Um, so he calls again. And now I'm just kind of like, now, now I feel like he would definitely have raised a king by now. And I'm just, now I'm completely putting him on like draws or really just generally weak hands. Maybe not so much air anymore, but like maybe he flopped a five on king nine five or whatever. And, that's, and I think even before I saw the river, I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to... I'm gonna have to bet again, and I and I think I'm gonna have to go bigger this time. So the turn is, I don't know, maybe like a seven or something. And I apologize for not knowing the exact cards, but it wasn't a card where I was like, oh shit, a straight got there, or at least any of the straights he would have. You know, it wasn't like a jack or something. So I just bet again, and I kind of thought for a while before I bet because I was trying to think about sizing, and I went pretty big as I recall. And he snap folded, so I don't know if he was just on a draw the whole time. Or 
had a small pair, which is like, holy shit. This I mean, even, like a nine, if someone goes three and has a nine, like it's kind of, I mean, I'd probably just snap folding it too. It's really hard for you to have a bluff there. Yeah, especially against me. And I yeah. might have had the best hand. I don't know. Um, yeah, if you check, you lose. <laughs> like, yeah. if you have the best hand, you're losing. Right. Uh, I mean, it's not checking back anything. He definitely folds a five, for sure. Yeah, I think so, especially yeah. against me. So. I think he folds a nine, too. Yeah, Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he folds a nine. Um, I don't know what your image was at the time, but, like, say we played, like, some random guy and we had no HUD stats online, and he went three, and we had, like, ace-nine there, like, on that run out. Like, it's probably bad to call. Um, sure, we get owned by the triple barrel with threes, um, but, yeah, I just <laughs> don't so think we're calling that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and, like... So Derek texts this to the chat, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, he literally took what I said outside, and like, now he's just going to fucking blast off and watch the tournament. And so like, I'm never saying anything to Derek again. Yeah. Like, because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how like, he's probably going to three-bet you a lot, get some, cold, you know, get some light fours in there. It's like, oh, I'll just blast off the threes. <laughs> like, pre-bubble. <laughs> like, I remember being super nervous, too, because I remember realizing... And I guess this will say something about the sizing of all three bets. I remember thinking I was going to have under 20 bigs now if he called and I lost. So I guess I ended up putting about 15K in the pot. So my river bet must have been like 8K or something. I mean, that looks valuable. Like, yeah. I mean, I like, I like your line. Like, it's ballsy for sure. Yeah. But if he's playing every hand, like, sometimes you got to put your foot down. Yeah, and I, it definitely made me feel really good <laughs> like, and, I, and I do feel like it kind of propelled me from that point on like I think I played really well from then from that point forward um, yeah and that's tough to do like when you're not in the money and you're deep in a 1500 I mean day twos aren't easy like to make period um, I think combined in this house there's probably like maybe 20 dub stops played like same events and stuff but 20 of them played and I think that's the first day two <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's... Maybe like 15 or something, but I'm pretty sure that's the first day, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to like... Well, you triple barrel bluff there. You guys never had a day three? <laughs> I have. Oh. I have not. I've had three. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos had to get a little brag in there, too. I had a sneak one there. You know, <laughs> I almost made a day four. I almost made a day four. So, so, yeah, so that game got us a little more healthy, and it kind of like helped, it, helped me fairly comfortably make it into the money that day. Um, and was actually able to play like a few more pots and stuff because I felt I definitely felt pretty handcuffed. But once I got that little boost to my sack, it's like all right, I can play some more uh, hands. <laughs> but then we get into a spot not too much longer, like a little bit after the money, um, where the guy to Mike Sauer's left, who I had said earlier was the second most aggressive guy at the table, um, opens under the gun one. Yeah, because I'm in the big line. Uh, and it folds around to me in the big line. I have ace, queen of hearts. And I opt to just flat. I think at this point we're at 5-1. 500,000. And I have... I think I started the hand with like 42k or something like that. And he has me covered, I think, by a decent amount. Like maybe 60 or 70k. Uh, by aggressive, before we move forward. Uh, you said there was like some 4 and 5 betting between him and Mike. Yeah, those two were battling. And, and they, had both, they had both essentially taken chips from everybody at the table. It was just kind of all combining over there. And they were battling pretty hard, like lot, uh, like Mike was three betting a lot of late position opens from people on my right, and then this guy was four betting him a lot, uh, and then once, at least once, if not twice, Mike five bet his four bet, um, 
So they, yeah, they were going at it. Dick swinging contest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, the, kid, the kid actually looked familiar to me, too. I thought about trying to snap a picture of him to send to you guys to see if anybody knew him, but because he was basically to my left, I would have to literally take my camera and, like, <laughs> and like lean over the table to take a picture of him. Sometimes you could pull it off across the table, but not when they're next to you. Um, so I just opted flat, because I think this guy's really good, um, and I feel like also we underwrap our hand a little bit, and we can get paid off by a lot of smaller aces and king-queens and shit like that. Um... And I don't want to blow up the pot against somebody who I think is a lot better than me. What you? Where did you fly from? Big blind. Yeah, I don't think we should ever be three betting here. Yeah. Uh, spe- specifically off stack size. Yeah. So, um, I'll never remember bet sizes. Uh, actually, I might. So I think he makes it three, or like twenty five hundred or something. I flat in the big blind, so now I was like five k in the pot. Actually, I am gonna remember the sex. It was like fifty five. There's Annie's too. It was like fifty six, fifty seven. Yeah, uh, and the flop comes king seven x with two hearts. Uh, and again, we have the ace queen of hearts, so we flop the nut flush draw, backdoor straight draw too, uh, and obviously an overcard. Um, I have to just check. Uh, and I, I when I check, I hadn't decided if I was check raising or just calling. I just sort of snap-checked. Um, he bets 3000 I think. Stop for a second? Yeah. Okay. So he bets 3000 I want to go to Carlos. Uh, we're 40 effective, we set, decided? Yeah, about there. So 40 big blinds. The description KB gave, he's betting like a little more than half, probably somewhere around half. Uh, what's our line, Carlos? Um, I'm calling, but let me... Is King, what were the other, other two cards? King 7X, like let's say two. Yeah, I'm calling. Like when you check raise there, it looks exactly like a flush draw. Um, a, I'm calling because of that. And B, because I expect this guy to, um, like if an ace comes on the turn, he's going to rep it for sure. Um, also, we probably still have the best hand. I'm going to check and let him keep blasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You said a lot of the things I was going to say. I think we have the best hand. I think stack-wise, it's like almost... It's almost too, It's not too much to get in, but uh, like if we check-raise and he calls and it comes brick, it, it just makes it awkward. So I'm definitely on team call. There's a lot of good turns for us, obviously. Hearts, queens, aces, tens, jacks, um, where we could think about doing something there. Uh, so yeah, I think check-calling is like the best because we have the best hand like yeah. well over 60% there, of the time here there's a lot of runouts where against a player this aggressive I'm calling three streaks where he's hot mm. yeah the board pairs at any point yeah yeah. and we, we do have some two pairs here like I think you're wide enough here where you probably have we don't have the seven deuce which sucks um, maybe suited but probably not you which is fine um, I don't think I flat seven deuce suited here either but like you have king seven you have king deuce um, but yeah, there's, I guess you have a set of twos too. You have kings and sevens. But yeah, okay. So check call, we all agree on <coughs> What did you do? I called. Yeah. yeah. So um, turn six, then I'll get the pot first. Oh, yeah. There's like 12,000. Yeah, around 12,000. 12, yeah. yeah. um, turn is a blank, we have five of clubs, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I just check. You sure? I thought you said it was a 10. I don't think so, because I don't think I picked up a straight draw on the turn. Was it an over to the seven? No, I believe it was definitely under, under the seven. Okay, 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 okay. 
I'm almost sure of that. Yeah, okay. Um, I check. believe he bets like five something. 5,200, if I remember right. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of thinking he's just going to barrel pretty much his entire range when I play the hand this way. Um, I think we can still sometimes have the best hand. In fact, I think maybe a lot of the times we still have the best hand. And we obviously still have a ton of outs to win. Yeah. Uh, and I don't see a whole lot of reason to ever raise here. Okay, pause. Um, Los? Um, so at this point, I still think we're going to have a hard time repping much if we raise. Um, he may be the type of person that can recognize that and three but us because he's got you covered. Yeah, yeah. So some good players could three could um, recognize that in three but us and force us to fold our draw. Um, so I don't really want to check raise here. Um, if the card, if we're looking at king seven deuce, there's not many turn cards I'm going to want to check raise. Um, I think we still can be ahead a lot here, and like you said, we do still have a good bit of equity. Yeah, but it's the the thing is, yes, we can be ahead, but. Uh, this guy's image, like, yes, we can be ahead, but it's going to be, what, are we just going to call with ace-queen high on the river? Like, that's tough. And, like, from the description KB's described to this guy, um, and I'm not trying to sway you to do, like, uh, to, like, check raise or not. Right. Um, I'm just saying, like, this guy is capable of barreling here with air, yes, we, so we can have the best hand. But if he's, just, if he's capable of doing that, he's capable of going three. I may, um, call, I may call him three times. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Like, yeah. and, and that's, that's tough. It's not crazy. It's, yeah. like, it's really hard to do. Um, yeah. I imagine at some point, like, if he does, if he does make some type of weak showdown value, maybe he takes it back on the river. Um, and so, like, say if he has a king. If he has a king, I don't know if he's folding to our check raise anyway. Um, if he doesn't have a king... Then a lot of those, if he has a pair that's not a king, he may just check back on the river with those. Cause and he, he, and he may check the, back the turn, too. Well, he's already bet the turn. Yeah, I'm saying, but, yeah, but, like, we could almost, I don't know if we could discuss, but a lot of, like, if he has yeah, Jackson, yeah, Queens what you're here, saying. Yeah, yeah, um, so the fact that he's bet the turn puts more air in his range than had he checked back the turn. Then like second pair, middle up, pairs. Well, the, tur- the turn was like, you said like a five or something? I think like a five, So yeah. maybe if he picks up a five on the turn, maybe he checks it back. So, Or what? like if he has second pair or seven. Right, 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 right. So if he's still betting, I'm going to just still be calling. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent because just the way he described him, the way Derek was describing him, uh before the hand, like, makes me feel like he's this agtard. And, I mean, there was, like, some five betting and some cold four betting. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's my question. Do you have a read on if he's doing that? Because you mentioned that people were opening sours with three betting and this, this guy's cold four betting from the blinds. Mm-hmm. Do you have any read that the guy was light from EP as well? Because in this hand, he's open under the gun. I wouldn't... That I can remember, I can't remember any hands he showed down where he opened light from another gun. What do you think his pre-flop raise, his raise first in was? In general, or from this position specifically? Uh, it's just, just in general. Yeah, I, I would say pretty high. Thirties, thirties, thirty-five, something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's like absurdly high. Yeah, 
And see, live, what I've noticed is that when you close your eyes and you think of an under-the-gun range, these people are open wider than that from under the gun. Yeah. So if he's the type of person that's like, I lost a hand because a guy opened five deuce under the gun and a flop came six four three, and I thought he could never have a straight hand. Right. So if he's that type of guy, then I'm going to be check calling against him, and I'm not concerned. Like these guys are opening like cutoff ranges from under the gun. Yeah. So I'm going to treat it like they open from the cutoff. Yeah. So I still like check call for that reason. Um, so that's what I would do in this hand. Yeah, I mean. Stock size is kind of weird. Like, I'm not really... I don't... I mean, I guess check rate. Like, if we check raise, we have to get it in. Um, right. Which sucks to have to do it on the turn now with only one card to come. Yeah, and one thing that you brought up, which I didn't think about the other day, because I actually think, like, against a specific opponent, like, in-game, like, it's hard to... It's, like, live is always tough to discuss because, like, I want to be there. Yeah. I want to, yeah. like, I want to, like, know what's happened. Like, KBs make... You're painting a good picture, but... It's not the picture that I'm going to paint if I'm right there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I sure. want to know, like, what this dude is eating, if he's picked his nose, <laughs> um, who he's sleeping with. Um, so, like, at first I was like, yeah, I think we should, like, check, raise, get it in. Um, not like I'm excited to get it in. I just want to get a fold now where mm-hmm. I don't need to make my hand. And the way KB's describing this guy, um, I suspect he's going to be double-barreling wide. Um but the more I think about it, what you're talking about is it's just so hard to rep much. Like, we can rep 7-5, right. we can rep king-5, we can rep, you know, some two pairs. We're not always check-raising those on the flop. Um, the good thing about check-raising, too, is we protect our equity. Like, you guys keep saying we have the best hand. That's great, but it's like there's still one pull. He can catch up. He can barrel us off it. There's a lot of... Like, I, I don't think we're check-calling the river very often here with ace-queen high. I just don't think it's yeah. we're going to do that. Um, in a 1500, we're not in the money yet. We are... We are in the money now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we are in the money now. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, that, but that's all fine. Like, a lot of times he's going to check back the river, too, and we show down the best hand. Um, so it's not like we're, like, check-calling the turn here to, like, hear a river. Um, we're check calling here because we have a fl- nut flush draw. We have an over. Um, you know, we have an over to second pair of, or like tens if he's barreling that. Uh, so at first, like I said it, I was like, yeah, I think check raise get it in. But I think you bring up a really good point, Carlos, is that you're just not repping that much. Like mm. our value check raise range here is kind of thin. Sets. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's better like as a check raise get in if we had like the six eight of hearts where we pick up like open-ended or we pick up a gut shot i think we kind of have to do that right. it's a, probably a mistake but considering we have we do have showdown and yep. it's moderate um but like we, we do have showdown it's decent though um, we beat all his ace x's that didn't make a pair we yeah beat but those. those are like that's a lot of hands in his um range from this spot true ace 10 ace jack ace 10 ace jack Ace nine, ace those eight. Those are a those lot of combos. Yeah, but those aren't always double barreling. Like I think a lot of those check back flop turn. Um, but yeah, sure. He certainly has like he has ace ten plus. Like he shit, he could have like ace deuce here if he's running over the table. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He can have everything. Mm. He can just use it as a blocker. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm still like I'm still torn at what I like best. Just the way how we've described villain, but it is a lot to like check raise get it on the turn. I mean, we still have. If we call here, I still think we have, like, 31 big blinds back. So, like, we could check for the river and still have a great stack. And, like, not even be sweating it with 90-minute levels. Exactly. Um, 
But yeah, I think if we had like the nine eight of hearts or something like that where we pick up a gut shot or like a straight draw, I think check raise get in is much better. Where we don't have to show that too. Right. Right. But yeah. Okay, so I can keep going. I decided to just call. Um and the River, which I remember so clear because I remember seeing a flash of red, and I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> but no, it was the Ace of Diamonds. And at first I'm like, fuck, and then I go, oh wait, now I have top pair. That's a pretty good hand. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm, in my mind I'm like, oh, I'm, down, I'm just going to check call now. Like he's going to bet like 7500 or whatever I'm going to call. Uh, so I check, and he grabs a stack of... Yellows, 20,000. And I'm just like, okay, that's a much bigger bet than I had anticipated. Go to Lowe's. Call. Yeah, snap call. Yeah. Me too. I, ta- I actually tanked for a while. Um, partially because which, I was trying Which we both would. <laughs> yeah. We, we wouldn't snap. We would probably both think. For I'll, I'll, I'm not it, full. It, it may be a flaw in my game, but... I would not consider not calling there. I, I, I would, I would snap. Yeah, I would, snap. I, I would never fold here. Yeah, ever. But I still think like we should think. And I don't know yeah, if I yeah. would. I'm the king that, of that. Everyone slaps me for like acting too quick online live. Yeah, um, you know I'm the worst at that. <laughs> Part of it was that before, actually, in the car ride over, Mark said to me, "Take your time. Every take five seconds every hand." Like, I, I think it's so about. underrated. Like deep. Like I, I just think it's like. Even if you're folding, like, if you see someone open and maybe they look weak or something, maybe you can spot something and, like, turn your 9-6 into a 3-bet bluff. Um, yeah. I just think it's always important to give yourself a little more. Not in this spot, because, like, I'm so, like, I, for all the reasons I wanted to check-raise the turn are all the reasons why I'm not folding here. Like, this guy is a loony, the way you yeah. described him. And he has to rep that card. Yeah. And see, and that's, I want to make it clear, that's why, why I'm calling because this is an aggressive player who picked up a great card to rep. And if he had something that can beat an ace, I don't think he would use that size. That's, that's my thing, too, because it's a scare card for Derek. If right, Derek right, has right. king-queen, like, why is he going to bet so big here? Like, right, that's a right. really bad card for us. Like, if right. he has yeah. um, value, he should go a bit smaller. So, like, we're like, uh, king-queen, I have to win... I have to be right one and four times. I mean, he's bombing it here. I would, I which would, is super polar. If I tanked here, it would be to consider if he would call if or if if they're so little behind that he would have to call a check show. He would have, KB would have had ten k back to call this, like twelve k. So, like, I don't think we should put our tournament life. Um, my I, I think my we should question is days. if he if he if he has like ace ten, he probably won't use this sizing. So. I, pro- I, I like a call. I'm wondering, like, if he has something like Ace-10. He would probably bet Ace-10 here, but he's probably too good to... If he had Ace-10, he would use a smaller sizing, mm-hmm. which means if we decide to check-raise at that point, he won't be getting as good of a price, and he's probably good enough to full Ace-10 in that spot. So I don't- No, he'd be getting a ridiculous price. He'd be getting, like, 6 or 7 to 1. It's just like... I mean, if he bet, like... 40% oh, that 40% sorry. Which he would do with an yeah, ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but sorry, sorry. In this hand, since he probably doesn't have an ace, uh, check shoving makes no sense because we basically just lose to all the hands that beat us and never get called. Uh, absolutely. And, like, we have to, high, like, whatever he has. We have to, like, I mean, tournament life. I bring yeah. it up all the time. Uh, 12 bigs is an eternity. That, uh, you, you know what? That, that's a good point. It's probably 
better to consider that in a cash game. But in, ter- in a tournament, yeah. yeah, that makes well, sense. Especially live. Like online, I- I'm not going to lie to you. There's times where I have checked you out this like, exact spot. Probably, that's probably maybe a leak. I don't know. It's against specific villains, sure. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think we should just like be check calling here. But it's different with the like 40% sizing as opposed to like, I think this is like 60s. Right, and, and like everything else, I think it's decent to take that time to at least consider it. Even if you come to the conclusion that we just came to, that it wouldn't make sense to do it, you should always just think about all options. Yeah, and we should uh, replay the entire hand, exactly what happened. He bet X amount right. on the flop, X amount on the turn. He took two seconds on the flop, two seconds on the turn, 20 seconds on the Like, all that can get us to a decision where, timing. like, yeah. maybe we maybe we do shove for volume, whatever. Yeah. Um, it, but it's this, always important to think about. It. I think this spot though is like pretty call. easy. Like snap call. Yeah. Like snap. Like literally. Like I'll beat you into the pot. I didn't beat him into the pot. I probably I probably took less than a minute, but it pro- it seemed longer as I was doing it because mm-hmm. everything is always in slow motion. You were never folding here, so whether you snapped, yeah, yeah, whether you snapped or didn't, like you were snapping. Yeah, I was pretty sure I was. What what I did for sure do was counted to see how much I would have left if I just if I called. Yeah. Um. And I counted, I had like 12 bigs, and I'm like, I can make 12, I can spin 12 bigs yeah. up, you know? So I called, uh, and he had flopped a set of sevens. And I was pretty surprised he went that big on the river with a set. But Yeah, with, with that river card, like, yeah. I am too. The only thing I can think is that he was like, he either thought I was going to fold almost everything, or he put me on exactly an A-side flush draw and said, if this guy has an A-side flush draw, he's got to call now that he hit it. Yeah, and I still think it's a spot where, like, if you have a king, like, you probably have to call a lot of the time, too. Yeah, possibly. Um, That's actually a good point I never thought about. He may be good enough to know that I have the best hand here. This guy is going to expect me to rep this ace with my air. And if I was repping, I would bet kind of big. And so, like, he probably gets called there by any ace, any king. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's, I think it would be and better to shove, like, to rep that, you know? Like, shoving there looks no, the weakest. No, like you said, tournament life. It's harder to call with, king, with a king. That's, a, one, that's one thing I mentioned to Mark. I was like... I, I mean, guess it depends who I do this. I yes. do this online all the time. I bet enough to leave a guy 10 big lines I online. think that's super smart. I do that, too. Yeah, and it's yeah, almost see, like he did that. He's I, like, I'm going to leave him 10 big lines. <laughs> I, I think, like... I, I think that's fine, but I think, like... Um, I don't know. I, I think, like, shoving there, like... Looks, it looks weaker. Too. Yeah, it looks weaker. Yeah. I mean, but it looks I get it. But, but some people will look at the twelve a, big blinds. To a recreational I, player, yeah. They, the, the thought, because I am one, and the thought that goes through my mind is, I know you don't have shit here, but I can't call. Right. But if you leave me ten bigs, I may talk. I know, and that's why I was thinking in my head. I was like, well, like I, you would, like I, I don't know if I'm shoving this in the exact spot because it is live, but online, like I'm gonna have a shit ton of like. Pot size overshot bluffs here. In fact, I did it yesterday twice. Right. Um, so like, I have to balance that with the nuts, or else I'm just going to get murked. Yeah. Although I think balance is overrated. Anyway. It's also possible that he wasn't thinking about any of this stuff and he's just <laughs> clicking buttons. But uh, <laughs> yeah. either way, it doesn't matter. No, I'm sure. I, I kind of think you've labeled him as like yeah. a good, I really odd guy. Like his was sizing good. was probably good and stuff. So yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a really interesting spot. Yeah, it was pretty. And that's good that you took uh, that you took time in the river. Um, yeah, it was obviously a little bit tilting at the time, but um, but hey, we had twelve big lines left. 
problem was we literally couldn't get a because everybody was opening and three betting so much we couldn't get a spot for an orbit. Blinds go through us. Next thing I know, I have six big blinds. Uh, we get it in three ways with king queen. We triple up uh, and we kind of spin that up to go into day three with a decent ish stack. Twenty one big blinds. Um, ninety away from four hundred thousand. Yeah, there was ninety one people left. Uh, we just. Yeah, so we have about uh, 21 big blinds. We don't really get much going early. We actually uh, raised one pot, C-bet, and had to fold. Um, so Which we were... is so brutal. Oh, that like, was tough. But you, yeah, I'm, I'm sure whatever board it was, it was like you had to fire. Oh. Yeah. And part of me was really comfortable because I was like, oh, 21 big blinds, that's plenty. But the antes were so big. So there, it was 1,503, so 4,500. And then there were 5K antes, so it's another 4,500. So it's literally 9K in orbit. Yeah. And it's like, all of a sudden, two orbits. And I'm just like, holy shit, my stack is literally getting cut to pieces. Yeah, I remember you here. tweeting that. And it, it, I'm, I'm kind of glad I recognized it when I did, because it put me more... Even though it didn't end up mattering, it made me realize I was going to have to get my chips in quicker than I kind of thought I was going to have to. Um, because the annies were what? And the big blind was what? Sorry. It was 1,503,000 with a 500 annie. Jeez, man. Yeah, it was what, was. what is it? Come on, Matthew. 15%, yeah? Um, of the big blind? Uh, I, I, I do about a small blind. So it's like a third of the small blind. To me, that's a big ante level. And that's a level where I'm going to be taking more risk to scoop those pots. Because it's like three bigs in there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like no, it's like seventeen percent of the big blind, which is absurdly high online. Like, yeah, you won't see higher than ten percent. Yeah. So opening is like the goat strat here, and like, see, yeah, it's important. Would have been nice to win that pot. Yeah. yeah so literally, it dawned on me like, oh shit, I need to get my chips in, or at least like, just shove to steal these blinds because it's like a quarter of my stack at this point or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it ended up not really mattering because it folded around on the button. Uh, he opened, and he was he was a very recreational player. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in the way that he literally said, like, you know, I'm just here. My first turn, my first WSOP. Like, I'm so stoked to be here. Right. Um, somebody had said something about wanting to make the final table, and he said, I was just happy to cash. And he wasn't making it up, I don't think. Um, but it didn't, didn't matter. Uh, he opens from the button to, I think, 8K. I looked down at Pocket Queens. Uh, I just ship it in. He calls. Oh, I actually tanks for maybe not a long time, like maybe 15, 20 seconds. And then he says, well, I guess I didn't come all this I, way. I mean, any amount of tank here, I'm just fist pumped. I'm like, please call, please call, please call. Please yeah, I was call, begging. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it, it was a rare case of me looking at my cards before it was my turn. I almost never do that. <laughs> um, and I was sitting there going, please open. Somebody open. And it was folding around the table. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. Nobody's <laughs> going to open. And then finally the button, I was like, Yes. Uh, and yeah, like you said, I was begging for a call. And then finally he said, I didn't come all this way to full days king. I'm like, no. Which is so <laughs> unlikely with a tank for 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he calls and uh, ace right in the window. We're out. 77th place. But it was a really, really fun uh, run. It's my f- first day three. Um, and I guess I'll finish it off by saying something that I mentioned to Mark yesterday, which is I have an incredible amount of respect now for people who grind long tournaments like for four or five six or in the main event seven eight days because i was pretty i i felt really good all the time i was at the table but man when i was away from the table i was just destroyed like i was so tired i couldn't i couldn't sleep very well the eating is a, is a tough yeah part. i don't, don't yeah, eat a lot. i don't eat like nobody does it's yeah. hard to eat yeah um, i don't eat well when i'm playing live poker because i 
long. It doesn't matter. I just don't eat very much. Um, I don't. So I, I guess that's a little, like a little bit of lack of energy. Um, but yeah, massive respect for people who do that day in and day out because it's a grind and it shows the importance of you know physical and mental health. But either way, feel good about it. It's a great run. Yeah, it was an awesome um, run. Congrats! Yeah. And hopefully, we can do it again in the monster stack here in a couple days. Me oh, and Mark will be playing that. Fifteen k starting stack. There you go. It's gonna be a blast. Uh, Carlos, what's up next for you? Um, I'm probably going to play down at Binion's on, I don't remember the exact day, but one day next week. So Binion's and the win is what I'm going to focus on. Um, I was going to do Aria, but they play horrible club music. Um, so <laughs> that's good enough reason. Yeah, there's for me. a club literally next to it, right? And you have to walk boom, through, boom, boom. you have to park at Planet Hollywood now because they charge at Aria. And so the walk through that crowd, which is tilting, play in the poker in the tournament area, which is between two restaurants that both play horrible music, that's also tilting. So Aria is good value, but it's just so much more lax to play at the win and yeah. Binion. So um, all my future tournaments are going to be there. Cool, cool. Well, uh, so yeah, everybody out there listening, stay away from Binion's and the win next week. Of course, yes. don't want you surfing in his turf. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I see you. I'm going to the Orleans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks, Carlos. Thanks, Mark, for uh, hanging out. And uh, we'll be back with a new episode after the Monster Stack, hopefully like day four or five. And we'll give you guys a recap. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time on Tournament Poker Edge Live. Hello. Peace. Off the plane at LAX with a dream in my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame excess. Am I gonna fit in? Jumps in the cab, here I am for the first time. Look to the right and I see the Hollywood side. This is all so crazy. Everybody seems so famous. My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kind of homesick. Too much pressure and I'm nervous. That's when the taxi man turned on the radio. In my taxi cab, everybody's looking at me now. Like, who's that chick that's rocking kicks? She gotta be from out of town. So far with my girls, not 